Hey guys, welcome to Street Talk ATL with Dave Crockett. This week's episode comes to us uh, back from June 18th. We've been uh, pretty busy over the summer having uh, conversations that matter with folks across the Beltline. And this particular podcast, we spoke with Chris, who had a Eastern worldview specifically uh, leaning towards Buddhism. So we spent a good amount of time comparing, contrasting Christianity and Eastern religions in general, and then specifically Buddhism. So this is a real deep dive into uh, Eastern religions and how they compare with Christianity. Myself and Braxton represented the Christian worldview, and I think we uh, we really had some uh, great conversation and dialogue, so I hope you enjoy the episode. Give us feedback and let us know what you think. Take care. Hey, this is uh, Dave Crockett. We're here with uh, the uh, Street Talk Atlanta podcast, and we're here with... Uh, yeah, you can just call me Chris. All right, we're here with Chris. Uh, it's myself, David, and Braxton, and uh, we're talking with Chris about meaning, purpose, and faith. So, Chris, what would you say that your purpose in life is? Purpose? I mean, it's a vague topic, but it's... Uh, you know, I think... In the Western world, in our view of religion, we have a very, like, you know, sort of mission from God image of things, right? You know, that's kind of the most common religion here. Yeah. But my thing is that I don't really necessarily believe in God as much as I believe in nature. And that, you know, that view that we are all these sort of creatures living in it. And we always, I mean, that's the age-old question we've been asking ourselves. It's like, what's the point of all this? What do we do, you know, after we die, we're all forgotten, but... In the more Buddhist sense, I guess, it's kind of like, I think we're all here to just experience it, you know? Because the more you look at the universe, the more you look out and there's all crazy things like black holes and stars and infinity, you know? The whole universe just seems to exist for no reason. But at, at, at the end of the day, it's like, why shouldn't the universe exist? If there's nothing, you might as well have something. I think when we were put in this environment, we would always ask ourselves, it's like, well, why are we here? It's like, well, why the hell not? You know, there's this infinite something we might as well just experience mm. the universe in this sort of way, like the universe experiencing experiencing itself. You know? Yeah. Maybe I'm crazy, but <laughs> that's just how I've come to see it. Oh, thank so, you for sharing. Yeah. What? I guess my question for you would be then, where did the universe come from? If you don't believe in God, but you believe in nature? It's. Well, I mean, I would love to know the answer to that. You know, but again, it's kind of that thing where, you know, there's theories about the Big Bang and there's lots of evidence to support that scientifically. But even scientists that do that, they also understand that we don't know what came before the universe, if there was a thing before the universe. But for all we know, it's I mean, if we think about how people thought about the universe 500 years from now, you know, we had telescopes, we could see the planets, we could see the stars. But, you know, it was still a really limited view. And with the James Webb Telescope, uh, you know, I think in a few hundred years, our 
the way we look back on today's view of the universe can completely change. So maybe we will have a better idea of what was before the universe. Maybe our universe was just one of several or infinite others and sort of bubbles. And what's the answer to that? I don't know. Yeah. But do, do you think that the more science and the more we get evolved technologically, they will point away from God or more towards God? I don't God? think it's necessarily has to be either way because the more you zoom in on what we are and like what we experience right just the electrical signals in our brain and the whole like you know why not exist it's kind of like because if you were god and you're creating the universe right why wouldn't you want to experience every aspect you can maybe you would make yourself a star maybe maybe you would make yourself a person you know? i mean i read a short story i can't remember the name of it i really wish i could but the whole gist of it was pretty much a guy saying that in order for a god to become god he has to live through every living thing that has ever existed so every person every animal every whatnot so in a way maybe all of us together in this weird homogenous culture or whatever maybe that is what god is and we are all just his own versions deciding to live in his universe because why not if it is a his or a her or if it is just a knowledge maybe it's i mean these are all theories i mean i don't even have one solid view myself it's it's a tough one but you know it's maybe our consciousness is just what god is you, you, know? you said something really interesting there you said that god would experience his universe and that he may even become human or become yeah. man yeah why not do, do you believe that god has done that perhaps i mean the christian view has pretty much said that through jesus right yeah. and yeah. i don't think it's necessarily like a power thing like he mm -hmm. comes down and just starts manipulating it because we, we kind of imagine ourselves it's like you know if we're in the sims world you know which is more easier to understand and we live through all these little bots and you create this whole city well maybe you would want to take control and just be an average person because you created that why not experience it i mean we it's a pretty human thing to wish that we could fly to see what it's like to be a bird to you know be a dog or whatever I mean, why wouldn't you want to be a person for a lifetime to experience mm. that in, in, in the christian worldview I, I like how you brought that up the christian worldview we do believe that jesus became God or yeah. God became man and his name was Jesus his yeah. name is Jesus and um, I guess I'm curious what do you know what Christians believe about why Jesus became or God became Jesus uh, why he was here was it just to experience his creation or was there some deeper purpose for him uh, entering the world I, mean, I was raised Catholic I'm not an expert on the Christian faith by any means but it's I mean, I guess different sects have their own views. Some say it's because he came here to forgive. Some say it's, you know, he came here to probably just, you know, see the mess he made in a way, you know, especially where, where we were 2,000 years ago. But it's, uh, I don't know, it's, I, I can't really talk about that much. I mean, I guess you can add to that. I want to hear more. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely, yeah. Jesus, we believe that Jesus came here not just to experience the world, yeah. but to save people. Yeah. There, there's something unique about humans as part of God's creation. Every other animal and mountains and stars is beautiful, right? And it shows how amazing God is because we do believe that God created everything. And, yeah. and we also believe that nature is amazing. Like you were saying, that like you've seen the beauty of nature. Yeah. We see the beauty in nature, 
and we think it points to a beautiful creator yeah as like this amazing artist who painted a beautiful um painting like that shows the the power and the greatness and the glory of the artist yeah. who created it but um there's something unique in his creation which is human beings because humans like you and me yeah. uh we were created in god's image yeah meaning we were created to create like god is a creator yeah uh, we're also made to love and to be relational to connect with others and to connect with god in a relationship yeah um we're made in his image because god is relational yeah um and so it's weird like why would god care about us as human beings well i guess what i touched on earlier yeah about it being like we are god in a sense is i mean the example i can give is that if you look at any flower or any tree or any blade of grass and you zoom in with a microscope you see all the little cells and how they split and divide and share their dna and each cell individually evolving in its own way creates the bigger picture and they all form together to create the bigger plan right and through humans we're much the same way all the little cells and blood cells and dna and all these little things that we don't see we don't experience we don't even have control over like much of our own breathing circulatory system it's just something that happens and the brain in a way is just kind of like driving this vehicle right I, in a sense but yeah i guess in a more philosophical way if you zoom in on all the people right and you see us as this part of some larger being like a plant like cells of the plant and what we learn and experience through our lives is kind of like all of us evolving in this individual way so when we zoom out and we see the larger culture we create and the larger societies and all this it's kind of its like own way becomes whatever god is and god is evolving in his own way through us because who's to say that god is his own stagnant knowledge you know if you are this being or knowledge of infinite power why wouldn't you want to try and improve yourself as well i mean who knows if i'm not sure if it's like a it's a flawed sense like oh god's flawed he needs to improve but it's just sure yeah you know why not learn as much as possible yeah um so it is actually interesting you brought up the cell thing because we have done that as you know scientists and and as we've evolved we know now what the inside cells look like and there's what we found is that there's a marked um influence of design it looks like that these cells were intentionally made to design there's like there's like factories inside of ourselves that yeah. work together in a very congruent synchronous manner which seems to lend itself to some kind of design rather than some random mutation over a period of hundreds of millions of yeah. years right and so that to me was is a cool experience of saying hey this is another hint or maybe an inference that something created us Right, something designed us rather than it was just evolved. I'm assuming yeah, you believe well, in evolution, right? Yeah. So, well, yeah, yeah, evolution, I do believe in, but it's in a way, I, I guess I'm saying that it's not like there has to be an intelligence or it's just random creation or evolution. It's much as that through heard, evolution, I've never heard that in my intelligence life. Intelligence <laughs> and that the elements of the universe, like the plants to the people to the stars and all that, do have an intelligence behind that. Maybe it's our own consciousness in a larger form. Maybe it's maybe okay. God is made up of what that consciousness is. I mean, again, I'm still figuring this out. You know, my views have changed so radically in the past few years alone. Sure. You know, maybe in a couple of years I'd give you a completely different response. Mm. But you know, I think that's the point. You know, it's just yeah, that's a good place to be yeah. to be open. And uh, there's two points and, uh, I wanted to touch on from your former um, answer about why are humans special. Um, 
I think you said that God is, you know, iterating, improving himself. Yeah. Well, my answer to that would be a perfect, God doesn't need to change or improve himself because he's perfect and he's always been perfect. He's perfectly good, so there's no room for improvement because he's already, he's been perfect, perfect since the beginning, past yeah. since he's always existed. The second thing with human beings being special, I, you said that it's because we ourselves are God or we ourselves are a part of God. I would disagree. I think the difference is in the Christian worldview that God is God and we as human beings are made in his image. So we're just little reflections of God. Yeah. We are made in his likeness, but there are some things that are unique about God. Like God is all powerful. He's in charge. Uh, he is all knowing. We obviously don't know all things. Um, he created all things. We're his creation. Yeah. So there is this like level of humility that we have before God because he created us. Yeah. Um, but what the, the good news is, the good news is that uh, since we are uh, God's created beings, yeah. he created us for a relationship with him. Yeah. And he loves us so much. But the problem is that we rebelled against him. We say, God, we don't want a relationship with you. We turn our back on him. But but to go back to your question earlier of, of you asked me and you want to know more of what is the Christian worldview of why did God enter the world in the form of a man named Jesus? Was it just to experience the world? It was actually to reconcile us to God, to heal our broken relationship with us, with Him, because God loves human beings and He desires a relationship with you, Chris. Yeah, um, no, and, I, yeah. I understand so that. Yeah, and I think there is good meaning behind it. But what I think about is like, because if we look at like what South, like Eastern and more Southeast Asian philosophy has been like for thousands of years, you know, I mean, you could argue today that through information and talking and all that, they do have access to that worldview and that knowledge, right, from Jesus and that Christian worldview. But for millions of years, people did it. Mm. You know, people 50,000 years ago thought and worked the same way we do today. We have better access to education and knowledge so we function differently, but, you know, they didn't have God. Same as, like, people in Southeast Asia, people in the tribes, people that were cut off from our world even today don't have access to that. But I don't think people need a Bible in order to get access to what this world's about or to get love or to enter their way into, you know, a nice life or anything like that. I don't think God would be so harsh as to punish the people that, you know, otherwise wouldn't be able to get access to I don't know the Bible very well, but I think there is a passage saying like, oh, you know, as people experience life, right, they can figure out that there is such thing as a god right yeah. and i guess in the buddhist way it's like you know you see a baby being born you see a person grow old and die you know at some point you have to it has to kick in your brain that there's some form of rebirth there's some something greater right seeing all those things just happen yeah. a person in real life turned from a cell to what we are now and also people just grow old and die maybe there's a cycle to it but now i think there's lots of great images or great ideas around the Christian worldview of God, but the more I look at like Eastern philosophy, Buddhist, now I'm not anywhere. I, I'm not going to call myself a Buddhist. I'm not nearly educated enough in that philosophy to call myself one. Okay. But seeing what they had to say through the years, they just make the most sense to me. Maybe am I making sense? Yeah, yeah, great? yeah. So, so basically, if you had to whittle it down to like uh, one line, or what would that Eastern religion be? What would the, what would that Versus, you know, versus Christianity. It's, Why does that appeal to you? It's well, there's more of a cycle to it. Okay. You know, Christian, it's like you know, you live, you die, you get judged, <laughs> and then you get put into your place in the afterlife. Now, some Christians 
you know, there's some Christians that don't think hell is real. There's some that think there's lots of different ways you can go. You can angle. Yeah. Even in Eastern Asia, there's so many different sects of Buddhism and all these different religions. Everyone has their own worldview, right? But I guess it's what I'd whittle down to. It's like, you know, one, you know, one test that is life and then your judgment for your soul yeah. versus a cycle. And to me, a cycle seems to make more sense because that's what nature is yeah. and that's what we are. Can I tell you something really beautiful about a cycle within Christianity? Yeah. So when God first created the world, um, he created a garden called Eden. Yeah. And he put Adam and Eve in this garden. Yeah. And it was perfect. Like Adam and Eve um, had a perfect life. They never died. Um, they weren't supposed to die. And they dwelled with God in a relationship with him. And they, they reigned over the world. Like God gave them authority to, to rule the earth, to um, take care of the earth, take care of his nature that he created. But then Adam and Eve rebelled against God. Yeah. And they said, we don't want to have you as a ruler anymore. Even though you're blessing us so greatly, we want to try to do our own thing. And God in his justice said, okay, I warned you in your rebellion, the, the penalty for your rebellion is death. And so then they were kicked out of the garden and they were kicked out of God's presence and then they died. Well, what's really amazing is that then God chose a, a group of people called Israel. Yeah. And he brought them out of slavery in Egypt and brought them into a promised land, yeah. which was like Eden. Yeah. And, and this cycle happened again where the people were blessed and they enjoyed this promised land, which is literally like one of the most fertile piece, uh, pieces of land in the whole entire world, even today. Uh, so that's why God brought them there. Um, but they again rebelled yeah, against God right. and God I don't kicked them out. You, but you yeah. want to like just start walking? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so you see like the cycles repeated twice now at, at this point. Yeah. Um, but what's amazing, what's beautiful is that Jesus came to make a way for us to go back into the Garden of Eden per se, to a promised land. In fact, an even better and perfect garden that we will never be kicked out of because when we go to that place, we'll become perfect beings and we will no longer uh, rebel against God. We'll never lose the new promised land. And so that new promised land is that one day God is going to come back. Jesus is going to come back to earth. He's going to recreate the world. He's going to make a new creation. And that new creation is going to be perfect, abundance, just like that beautiful um, Garden of Eden that I described earlier. Yeah. And every person who believes in Jesus Christ is going to be there um, with God, dwelling with him, walking with him in the garden, per se, uh, for all eternity. So there is this cyclical na nature of the Bible that um, culminates, that Jesus has completely fulfilled and, and finally finished God's Eden project, which in the beginning, God told Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply and fill the world uh, with human beings, people who will worship me. Um, and now through Jesus, that project's actually finally going to be podcast. Uh, complete, yeah. um, where, where there will be people filling the filling the new creation, the new earth, uh, worshiping Jesus yeah. under his blessing and enjoying his blessing forever and ever. Uh, so, so the Bible actually too has um, that beautiful cycle that comes to completion in the end through Jesus. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. I have. Okay. And it's a good point. But as I say before, I was raised religious myself in the Christian faith through the Catholic Church and stuff. Uh, you know, at one point I did believe everything you're saying right now wholeheartedly. I'm not going to try and like, say like, oh, you're wrong or try to convert you or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. But 
when I look at the universe, with the stars and the trees and the everything, the people, it's all this cycle of nothing lasts forever. Right. Right? Stars and black holes might last billions of years, but even they too will end and convert themselves into something else. Everything in life essentially is a reaction. You know, everything's gonna die yeah. essentially. Yeah. And in a way, I think there is, there doesn't have to be a forever paradise. Because, uh, you know, why not continue? Why not be something new, you know? I mean, after we die, I think it's not necessarily a judgment. It might as well be we become something else. We might become a bird. We might become another person. And just being able to experience it all again is, you know, seems like its own sort of gift. Yeah. So... And, is that dependent on, I was going to ask earlier um, about the moral part of kind of your uh, worldview. Yeah. Would there be a morality to tell you or dictate whether you come back in a better form or a lesser form? Yeah. Would, depending on what you've done? Is From there... what I've read, and again, I'm no expert, is yeah. that there's also many different sections of Buddhists. Some believe that there is sections of like Buddhist hells where it's not like a forever, but like you know, you get punished for the bad karma you created in your life. And there are some that just believe there are no Buddhist hells, but instead you get turned into something worse. Like, oh, you turn into a sea slug or something, you know, nasty, like a nasty creature. And that's yeah. what you become. And you have to go through this cycle of, you know, being those creatures that aren't exactly great to be yeah. until you get rid of that bad karma. And then you, you might become a person again or something. How do you better, get rid of the know? bad karma? It's... Well, I mean, if you think about life and how not great it is, just objectively, right? We will lose our loved ones. We will, you know, get in car accidents and get, you know, we'll have bad stuff happen to us just objectively. Health, like failing health, all this. And in many ways, you know, life is inherently suffering. So experiencing life, as beautiful as it is, all and it's that yin-yang, you know, there's as much good as there is bad. You don't have one without the other. You know, if everything was great all the time, well, nothing would be that great we you always balance out we always yeah. come to this new form of like well you know i'm bored now you know so i don't know i think just existing in his own way it's his own gift and also its own punishment because if you look at how some, how horribly bad some people's lives objectively were you know but how great others were it's kind of it's a gamble but it's its own like, you know, it's, yeah. why not experience it, though? It's, it's yeah. tricky. I mean... Yeah, we would but. just say that, uh, you know, as Christians, we would just believe that, you know, the offer that, that Jesus gave of, hey, it's just, I pay the, the penalty, I pay everything, and you get in for free. All you have to do is trust and believe in me rather than work for your, work yeah. for your next life or work for the next thing. Yeah. We just kind of felt like, you know, that's good news versus most other world religions including like Hinduism and Buddhism yeah. says, hey, I got to work and do good things to get to that next level, right? Yeah. Whether it's heaven or the next life or whatever, right? Yeah. So just wanted to compare and contrast that. And Buddhism too, it only promises a return to net zero. The point of Buddhism is just simply an escape of suffering. Like, oh, I'm going to continue to reincarnate, reincarnate, reincarnate until hopefully I get back to zero, which is like not existing whatsoever. You escape suffering. That was the whole point of Buddhism versus Christianity is uh, going to a 
an extreme positive it's going to perfection right so yeah i think there's uh, actually yeah i mean this is dante's this is what i read about dante's inferno but not necessarily the inferno part but his view of heaven sure and in the first part when he was talking in the first layer of the heaven he visited and he was talking to the angels there they're explaining to him that you know it might not be the best form of heaven but they don't care they don't want anything else because when you reach that heaven point you don't want anything anymore and in the same way about the buddhist thing it's that what true paradise with yourself is is you reach a point where you don't want or need a paradise you're content with just being yourself which is why many of them go the more you know dedicated route of giving up their possessions giving up their identity through cutting off their hair and you know not wearing you know branded clothes like we do in the western world they're giving mm. up their individual identity because yeah they realize themselves that they don't need it to be happy and i think in you know the christian heaven which my view of it dante's version is definitely his own sort of fan fiction you know it's, uh, i think it, they share views in a lot of ways that they want to give up their want and need for possessions they want to give up this idea that they need something to be happy because if you're in the garden of eden you might get the most delicious fruits but that means you would also have to have hunger to want it so yeah you know maybe that's um maybe i'm sounding crazy i don't know no, i get it i get it i i would say i think it's important for you to know like uh intellectually yeah uh buddhism doesn't really hold any water yeah. as being true because even the original founder of buddhism didn't believe in god and didn't believe in a lot of these beliefs that you're now saying um he simply believed in meditation to yeah. es escape suffering in the world and and then since then there have been all of these other people who have added on to buddhism their own thoughts their own ideas and then it's evolved to where it is today so yeah. i i think when you look at a religion to validate like Okay, what are the what's the percent chance that this could be true? I think you should look back at its founder and say, okay, what what did its founder say? And the the fact that Buddha himself didn't say any of these beliefs, but that uh, other people throughout history have just added on to it, yeah, that's a pretty good sign that it's there's no um, there's no actual truth to it, but it's just human ideas. Uh, compared to Jesus Christ, like uh, in Christianity, he's the founder of Christianity. Um, he's the one who um, has taught us and, and we've recorded his teaching. Yeah. And then he not only um, taught us, but then he proves himself with miracles. Yeah. Uh, healing people, raising the dead, feeding 5,000 with five loaves of bread. Um, and then himself dying and rising again yeah. and appearing to over 500 people. So um, from an intellectual perspective, like I think... Like being a Buddhist, it, I would venture to say is intellectual suicide. It's saying I don't believe in logic. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I've I've heard it before. I guess one thing I should clarify is that Buddhism itself is not as much a religion as much as it is just a philosophy. It has changed a lot. There have been other Buddhists and other people that have done their own meditations throughout India and China and all these other regions that have come to their own conclusions hmm. because. You know, we might look back on like Freud and Nietzsche and all the ideas they contributed toward objective philosophy of how we think. And a lot of the stuff they said might be true, but in time we realized, well, you know, other better ideas came along. It's not 100%, it's more of a gray zone, there's all this. 
So it's not necessarily like I'm, oh, I'm a Buddhist. I believe in this wholeheartedly. It's, I, I read that philosophy. There's some bits of it that I do think I'm mean, like, yeah, I don't necessarily agree with. But there's other aspects that when I see the universe the way I do with nature and the cycle and all this, I'm like, it makes sense. I can't say. I mean, I haven't died myself, so I can't say what happens when we die. But so you take it in on faith that it's it's potentially true, right? It's kind of like what we're doing, right? We're, we have faith in what we believe. Nobody knows 100%, but it's it's a bit of a gamble, right? In the sense, right? In a way. Yeah. But I mean, I guess you can say anything about life is a gamble and all that about faith, but my yeah. view is that like I've heard this from Christians before is that they're like well I think there's a term for it of like that Pascal's wager is that it yes. where it's like I might as well believe in Christianity because yeah. I don't want to go to hell and if you're wrong then or if it's like I'm wrong then hey we get the same result right And yes. but if I'm right then you go to hell and I'm we're on heaven. the same you were thinking the same thing yep. yeah so but from my view of the universe and how big and vast it is I, I it just I mean, people do horrible things. There might be punishment for it. I can't say, but I think forgiveness is the ultimate power God has. And then when we look at the world and the positions people are born into and how in many ways that makes people make bad decisions because they don't have that moral compass given to them at any point in their life. I mean, there's still free will. You still have your own decisions to do bad things, but why wouldn't God forgive us? Yeah. And, why and, would it have to be such a hard pass like you know oh you can only get in here if you do all these specific things you know yeah Especially for all the people that existed before god and all the people that will exist after jesus is coming yeah i guess before jesus and then point of I mean, clarification yeah, yeah we just want to make sure you we what we believe is uh we're, we're protestant christian but we believe that god paid it all all your sins so it's not about what we do not about your good works yeah it's about him for his forgiveness you just brought up forgiveness right through yeah. Jesus Christ, God forgave us for our, all of our sins, past, present, future. Yeah. And so we think that's why they, we believe that's why they call it the good news, right? It's, yeah. It's that you don't have to pay your your way in, right? Yeah. We've we've accumulated all of these these um, sins, debts, whatever you want to call them. And yeah. so I think the other thing I want to say, and then we'll probably wrap up because we're hitting 30 minutes here. Oh yeah. Um, is that the difference between Christianity and other religions too is that we have a concept of how we deal with sin and yeah. evil. We have a, a, a justice, right? Yeah. God will um, exact justice on the the evil that exists in the yeah. world, whereas um, other religions don't handle that, right? And so we just believe it's, that that kind of like you know there I'm has not, to be a way to to, yeah. to, to judge I would be us honest things. with myself and you. I'm not qualified enough to answer that. In a way, I'm still. I'm 22. I'm still beginning my journey yeah. in a lot of ways. Right on. Yeah. I would say if you want a great podcast, find a local Buddhist temple or shrine or something because there are Buddhists everywhere. There's centers and all that. Interview them because they're way more down to earth and like yeah. honest and all that than I would ever be. They know way more. I'm just saying what I read a little bit. Sure. And I think your worldview has its own beauties. You know, I look at Christian art and the history of that and. I can read Dante's like you know version of what he thinks the Christian world is, and I can still find all that beautiful in a way. In a way, I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. But uh, 
Well, thank you for Let's sharing. This question, yeah. Thank yeah. you for sharing. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, your thoughts, your worldview, answering our questions, and in the same way, uh, we're thankful that you shared. Like, we hope that you learn more about who Jesus is. That yeah. that He is God who died on the cross so that you don't have to die. He did all the work for you so that if you trust in Him with all your heart and uh, follow Him, that you can go to heaven. Yeah. Um, and that maybe that's something you consider as you, like as you said that uh, you're young and you still are searching. Um, I became a Christian when I was 20 years old and God has completely changed my life and yeah. I truly believe from an intellectual, uh, from um, philo- philosophical, from a history perspective, from yeah. a present day perspective in every way that um, Christianity is true, that Jesus did really live and die and rise yeah. again and that those who believe in him will go to heaven and um, have a relationship with God and their lives will be transformed for the better as well so thank yeah. you for hearing us out yeah thanks chris yeah thanks for this uh 30 minutes that you've taken out of your day to talk to us yeah, and uh, any closing yeah. thoughts as we wrap up question everything i guess you know this is what everyone should do and yeah. uh i think that's what we're kind of made for you know to constantly rediscover so yeah thanks for hearing me out right on thanks all right thanks.